Are you ready to hustle? Welcome to The Hustle with Justin Harrison, the ultimate podcast for money, motivation, and inspiration. So in this season of The Hustle, we're focusing in on small business development. We're focusing in on side hustles, main hustles, and everything related to entrepreneurship. And today, I'm joined by a young lady who is choosing to stay anonymous on the podcast, but has some really great questions lined up for us. Anonymous, let's get going with your first question. Hi. Okay. So firstly, we want to start a side hustle. My husband and I are both off on weekends only because we both have full-time jobs. Do I use my savings that I've earned to invest into the company in terms of rental space and all of that? Basically, do I invest in the business with my earned income? How do I do this considering we'll only be using it for weekends? So we'd be paying for the entire month, but only using it for Four weekends out of the month do you have any customers yet no okay so this is a really easy answer and, and i try and i try to give people some real introspection when it comes to this sort of question first of all you need to understand that when you're starting up a new business you should not commit to anything that you don't have to because there's no guarantee that the business is going to be successful the statistics are very clear one in three businesses are going to fail within the first year and from year two to year five that number is even higher. So the point I'm making is I'm not trying to deter you from becoming an entrepreneur. I'm trying trying to deter you from starting your business. What I'm saying is the best opportunity you can give yourself to succeed is to make sure that you don't overburden yourself with overhead before the business even gets started. Now, the reason why I asked, do you have customers first? Because a lot of people go about starting a business the wrong way. They focus on getting the premises. They focus on putting up the advertising, putting up the, the company name, getting the letterhead, registering the business, all the rest of that good stuff, right? But they're not focused on actually going out there and getting the first couple of customers. And a lot of people say, well, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the chicken and the egg. What came first? The thing is, you have to try and get the customers first, even if that's through prototyping a product, even through if that's just presenting a, a product idea, at least getting some kind of commitment from people. So here's what I'd encourage you to do. Before you take any of your hard-earned savings, before you go and invest into a space, before you make a commitment to a space, before you take that road, try and do this with as little overhead as possible. Perhaps you can just operate out of the garage of your home quickly for for the first two, three months. Perhaps you can sublet space Mm -hmm. from somebody. Like you said, you're only using it on weekends. Maybe you can go to somebody who's not using their space on a weekend and figure out if you can do a deal with them just to get you off your feet. But definitely, I would not rush in and spend my hard-earned savings and risk it all in a business that we don't yet know whether it's going to be successful or not. And it's not its not necessarily the advice that people want to hear. But I can tell you, I've bootstrapped from the ground up 109 businesses. And the only way you start a business successfully and run it successfully long-term, there has to be customers who are going to pay you money. And people are trying to put the cart before the horse by doing everything else first. So try and rent space short term try and do a deal with somebody that you can use their space on weekends there's a lot of creative things you can do and my my advice to you is take the risk and pretend that you don't have the money and come up with creative ideas on how you would solve the problem without having money how would you do this exact same thing if you didn't have the money and that really is the magic and the secret source to becoming good at business because if you can figure out how to solve problems without throwing money at it you're going to be exceptionally Mm -hmm. good at business and that's really the secret to it That's actually amazing advice. Yes, I actually have a few ideas just from you giving me that advice. 
So please don't don't go and throw your hard-earned savings into it yet. First, figure out if this is a business that's going to work. So um, let's get into your second question quickly. Okay, so I did mention. So I have been listening to your lives, your podcasts, and everything quite daily, and I do implement most of the things as much as I can into my daily lifestyle. So we're currently sitting in about a hundred k of debt. We do not have a bond or anything like that. However, we do have a vehicle. So I try to implement your advice in regards to selling the vehicle, paying off the debt, and getting something with a much lower interest rate. Does that seem like the right way to be going about doing it? I mean, on on the face of it, yes. So let's talk about that hundred thousand debts. I'm assu- I'm assuming that is unsecured debt, and I'm assuming that the interest rate is pretty high. Can you give me some insight on that? Okay, so about fifty thousand is credit card debt, which of course you know is compounded interest. So that interest yep. rate is very high. Um, the second one is a loan that we're paying off from a few years ago, when we didn't have our heads screwed on right, and. Yep. Yeah, the third one is just some accounts that we just want to free off because it's taking up too much of our monthly debit orders. So, you know, again, this is going to be really hard advice, but, you know, you were talking about taking some of your hard-earned savings and, and risking it into a business. But actually what you should be doing with that savings is paying off your debt, especially that credit card debt, because the credit card debt is, I mean, that's a killer. The debt compounds at a very high rate uh, on the interest rates, and it's, and it's mm-hmm. a very difficult hole to get out of. My first thing I would be doing if I was you is I would be instead of looking to put that money, which you see as a safety net right now, that's why you haven't done it. But there's no point in seeing it as a safety net yeah. when you're earning, let's say, let's say it's in a money market account. Let's say you're earning 8%, but you're paying upwards of 15, 16% on your credit card. That does not make sense. You're literally losing money by having that money in mm-hmm. the bank, by saving that money. The best thing you can do is to take your savings and make sure you pay off your credit card. But it's not just good enough to pay off the credit cards, right? You've got to cut them up and make sure that you don't open them again. And this is scary for people. I get people on a daily basis sending me videos of them cutting up their credit cards on my advice and crying because they feel like they've let go of a safety net. But actually, it's not a safety net. It's something that keeps putting you deeper in the hole. And every time that you feel there's a little bit of risk or you don't have the money, it's easy to go into the credit cards because it's unsecured lending. So what you want to do is get rid of those mm-hmm. credit cards. That's the number one thing you need to get rid of. And then try and eliminate the other debt by perhaps going to a smaller car if you've still got money left in your savings. But if you're going to start a business successfully, the first thing you need to do is be debt-free. And I always, and I always tell entrepreneurs this. If you're not in charge of your personal finances, if you're not in charge of your own money, how do you expect to efficiently manage money in a business? Because here's what happens. You're going to start earning money in the business, hopefully. And the problem is that money is going to start becoming a piggy bank for you. You're going to start living off it. No matter what you say today, this is human mm-hmm. nature. If that business starts making 100 grand a month in the next couple of months. You're going to, your lifestyle is going to go up in accordance. And so it is very, very, very important that you understand part of being successful in business is being able to manage money. It's about saying, okay, 50 to 60% of all the profits that we make, we're going to set it aside. We're going to use that to grow the business. We're going to use customer money, money that customers have paid us and that's left over in profit to grow the business. But if you're not in charge of your personal finances, you bring that to the business because now all of a sudden can't make my car repayment. Now all of a sudden I can't make the credit card payment. So let me just draw a little bit of extra money out the business. And so what happens is your personal issues land up killing the business that hasn't even yet got out of the gates. So you need to start the business only when you're 100% debt-free. Let's get into your third question. Okay, so basically growing up, we were never really taught about money or entrepreneurship. We were always taught to have the worker's mindset. So 
what are the first things to consider and steps to take when you are venturing into entrepreneurship? Because what we want to do is we want to start it off as a side hustle and then, of course, eventually move it over to entrepreneurship only when that income is more than our current income. It's a really great question. And I think there's a lot of stuff to unpack there before we actually give you the sort of the sort of key answers you're looking for. I think it's important to understand that you can only move from a side hustle to a main hustle once your side hustle is making more money than you're currently making from your current income, right? And a lot of people say, well, if I just equal what I'm making in my current job or my current career, then I can go full time. No, you can't. You need to make sure it's making a lot more because you need a buffer. You need a safety buffer. So, you know, if you need, let's just say 50 grand a month, you've got to make sure that this thing that you're building does 75 grand a month clear minimum. 100 grand a month clear. Then you start going, mm-hmm. okay, now this is something I can leave my full-time employment to do. You're on the money when you say that we have been taught uh, to follow this this worker mindset. I refer to it as a slave programming. We literally are indoctrinated from the time we're mm-hmm. in school to be good workers. Everything from when the school bell rings, we get up and we all follow a process to putting your hand up and asking the teacher for permission to go to the toilet. All of this has taught us to to respect authority and to live in an authoritarian state. And part of being an entrepreneur is you've got to be the total opposite. That doesn't mean you need to be an anarchist, but it does mean that you need to see the world differently. And this is the key difference. The average worker is a consumer. The average entrepreneur is a creator. And you you have to switch mindsets to go from consumer to creator. And so everything that I do in my life, I look at how can I supply the consumer? instead of looking how can I consume. So when I walk around a shopping mall on a weekend, I'm not looking at what clothes I can buy or what fancy wristwatch I can put on my arm. I'm looking at where are people spending money and where's the opportunity. That is the difference between consumer and creator. So it's a mindset shift for that firm first and foremost. The second thing is you need to be really good at financial management. We're not taught to be good at financial management when we're at school, when we're kids, when we come out, we get our first job, we're expected to know what to do with money. And there is a reason for that. The whole system wants you to be a consumer. This The system of the 1% that have all the money is based on 99% consuming the stuff that the 1% creates. So if you want to move into the 1% space, you've got to think differently about money. You've got to understand that money is a resource just like water out of the tap. If you leave that tap open, the water is going to run dry. And you have a responsibility to yourself, you have a responsibility to your business, you have a responsibility to your partner, a responsibility to your employees to make sure you keep this little thing that we call business alive. I refer to it as a baby. If you've got a newborn baby, you are going to go without food so your child can eat. But when it comes to business, this is not what people do. People see money coming in, they start treating it like a piggy bank. So whilst you're side hustling, you want to make sure that you save 100% of the profits. You don't need the money. You've already got a job. Save all the money you can, Mm -hmm. get that money in from customer profits, grow it slow, grow it steady. And I think this is perhaps the one of the big points I want to leave you with. Most people in life go through life looking for opportunity. I don't look for opportunity. I look for sustainability. I don't want to create anything that I'm going to spend my extra time, my extra hours, my every moment of emotion on that is only going to be around for two, three years. If you're creating a business, you've got to ask yourself, is this something that's going to be worth building for the next 10 to 15 years? Is this perhaps something I can generationally pass on? 
if you are looking at something that's just going to make you money in the next two years, well, it's an opportunity. It's not a business. It's not sustainable. So you've got to make sure you have the sustainability mindset to whatever it is that you're creating. And then I think perhaps the number one thing that I teach any entrepreneur starting out, and even those experienced entrepreneurs remind them of this. The role of an entrepreneur is one thing and one thing only, and that is to be a problem solver. Your job is to go and find problems and solve problems. And it doesn't matter what it is that you're doing. If, you, if you're if sewing dresses and making dresses from home for people and that's going to be the side hustle, here's the thing. You've got to figure out what are the problems that people have that are buying dresses. And if you can solve their problems, then you're going to have a successful business. So you cannot be a successful entrepreneur today if you are not good at solving problems. But even if you're great at solving problems and you're not good at the money management, you're going to fail. You need to be good at solving problems. You need to be good at money management. And you have to be a creator, not a consumer. Does that make sense? 100%. If you found value from this episode of The Hustle, be sure to leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcasting app. And while you're there, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button depending on your platform. And remember, hustle makes muscle. Stay motivated by The Hustle. Talkers talk, but hustlers hustle. Find more episodes at ecr.co.za or your favorite podcast app.